Welcome to The Way the World Works, where the trusted team behind the Tuttle Twins books tackles current events, hot topics, and fun ideas to help your family find clarity in a world full of confusion. Hey, Brittany. Hey, Ronnie. Uh, so I don't know exactly why this topic was on my mind, but I tend to sometimes you know, get interested in it interested in an idea and then I deep dive research. That's just me. So recently I started thinking about the Hindenburg airship disaster that took place in 1937. Do you know this? I'm actually really excited we're talking about this because I know the references and there's like people be like, oh, it's like the Hindenburg and they'll make these references. And it dawned on me that I don't know anything about it, like anything. I know that it was, (laughs) I know it was a disaster because I (laughs) didn't call it. But so I was really excited about this because I know literally nothing. Well, that's like a fantastic intro to what I was going to talk about and why I'm going to talk about this, actually, uh, because I feel so with the Hindenburg disaster, as with many things in history, most people are vaguely familiar uh, about it, or they know, oh, it was an airship and I saw it on fire and it crashed, and that's all they know. Or maybe they've seen the newsreel, um, which, by the way, the newsreel has its own story. If we have time, I will share that part as well. But they see the newsreel of this guy who's talking in this like really hyper language. And he's like, oh, the humanity. And it's crashing to the ground. Uh, so most people only think about that. <laughs> uh, but Hindenburg is a really, it's an interesting event. There's a lot of different kind of things that came into play about it. Um, just as with almost all historical events, there's different perspectives. There's unknowns. There's different possibilities. There's the you know, the legend that people remember from something is seldom what the truth was. So I think talking about something like the Hindenburg um, might hopefully remind people that in any historical event to, you know, look further, look, look at more details to understand it. So um, anyways, so uh, I'm trying to think, where should I start with this fantastic story? Okay. So you have seen the newsreel, right? No. Oh no. Okay. I'm shocked at how little I know about this. Ooh, all right. Well, then I'm going to do most of the talking, and you can just ask questions if you have any. Okay. So for uh, the audience out there, you may have seen, when you think of the Hindenburg, which was the airship, and there's the black and white newsreel footage, and it's crashing to the ground, um, and you... I mentioned this a minute ago, but there was a like a newscaster and he's talking like very frenzied kind of language. And his famous line is, oh, the humanity. So if you ever hear the phrase, oh, the humanity, this is where it came from. It's from the oh, newscaster who was okay. covering the Hindenburg disaster. So, um, but there's so much more to the Hindenburg disaster. There's actually some conspiracies around it. I'm not going to talk too much about the conspiracies because I don't really know if any of those are true, but I will talk about the true things that I know and you can look into any conspiracies from there if you feel like it. Um, But, okay, so where do I start? Where do I start? Okay, so uh, fun facts about the the Hindenburg. It was this big airship, like a huge blimp, and uh, it caught on fire and crashed. And no one really knew why it caught on fire. But number one, you have to understand that the Hindenburg was filled with hydrogen, which is highly flammable. Um, So it's kind of strange to think, why would they have this huge floating flammable thing in the sky that seems extremely dangerous? And I fully agree with you on that. But why did it have hydrogen in it instead of, say, something like helium, which is not as flammable? You'll never guess. 
I will not guess because I don't. Uh, I was like, <laughs> I hope this question isn't to me. I don't know uh, why. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is a rhetorical question in which I am asking the audience. Okay, uh, good. Oh my god, I want to answer. Can I just have the answer? I felt I just went into like teacher mode where I'm like addressing a class and I'm like, anyone that I know is going to answer. And I felt like the student, like, do I hold on? So the um, the airships when they were originally designed, they were meant to have helium in them because helium is less flammable. But at the time, who controlled all the helium? storage in the world like all the helium it was the u.s the u.s refused to allow germany or any other country to have any helium uh whether this was done because the u.s wanted to maintain control in case they ever built airships um maybe it was a political play i'm not 100 percent sure but the whole reason why it had the highly flammable hydrogen in it instead of helium as it was originally designed for is because of the u.s government who refused to allow helium to be in it Sounds crazy. It would not have blown up this way if that had happened. But anyways, <laughs> another interesting fact is most people, when they think of the Hindenburg disaster, they see only the blimp, not the blimp, the airship crashing. But if you look for other pictures of the airship when it was still up in the air, you might notice something surprising. And that was that on its tail, there was a Nazi swastika because it was a German ship, uh, airship that had been used for Nazi propaganda. So 1937, this is, you know, a little bit before World War II. So the, you know, Nazi swastika was not as symbolic then. They were, not as many people were quite as aware of, of its symbolism. Um, but there were still people at that time who felt very uncomfortable with having this German airship um, over their, over the U.S. soil. Uh, but, you know, politics are weird. And at that time, um, it just felt as though it was a, you know, kind of a political move. Uh, people were more understanding of it. But now it feels very weird that there was uh, Nazi planes with a giant swastika flying over uh, New York. And there's pictures. And so that surprises a lot of people because I don't think they realize this. Uh, but that goes on to, sorry, my, let me know if I'm losing you, if you have any questions. No, I'm, I'm following as best as my non-science brain can. <laughs> um, so the uh, Hindenburg was originally built as a Nazi propaganda tool, and it was first flown in Germany. Uh, and it would go to different towns and they dropped different Nazi like pamphlets and brochures and things. Because you know, that was like a big thing. They used to like drop flyers on the ground in cities and European. I, that was like how they spread news, which is interesting. But so they would drop all these like pamphlets and things all over the ground uh, for people to come and get. So it was used as like German um, Nazi propaganda. You know, it was meant to look like huge and big. And that's what they were trying to do, you know. Um trying to get this idea in people's minds of uh, this huge Nazi symbol, like, ah, we're powerful. Um, it's really interesting when you think about just history in general, when you have, you know, more totalitarian governments wanting to take over, um, it's always a show of power. And that's what was happening here. And that was kind of the Hindenburg, which this was also gets into some of the conspiracies with it, which everybody can go and research. <laughs> Um, there's conspiracies so some of the conspiracies has to do with the fact that um oh gosh like you know there shouldn't have been a nazi airship uh on the u.s soil and so people were trying to destroy it i'm not 
sure about all those are things I'm not going into because like that's way more deep yes. than <laughs> I was able to go right now. Um, so what else can I talk about now? Um, okay, so some people have heard the Hindenburg and they've heard that you know it was highly flammable and that it probably blew up or blew up, you know caught on fire because someone was smoking. Actually, when I was young and I first heard about this, that was the story that I was told or heard or believed. Um, so funny story is that even though the hair, the airship was filled with hydrogen, which was highly flammable, this was a time in which everybody smoked. So to not allow smoking on the airship would have been, you know, socially unacceptable, especially considering the passengers that could afford to fly on this were the super elite. The whole point of the airship is that it could cross the Atlantic in like two days or something instead of taking a ship, which, you know, was a week or something. So only the super elite could afford to fly on this thing. Um, so they had to have a smoking lounge for them. So they had this like specially controlled smoking lounge on a hydrogen airship. That feels very dangerous. Oh, extremely dangerous. So it was like the special pressurized room and they had one lighter that was um, like stationary and that could only be used like in this one certain place. Um, and then they had the like, super security it wasn't that secure, but uh, they were like, you had to like go through special pressurized doors to enter the chamber or something. Um, so that's a fun fact. Um, another fun fact is that most people, when they watch the footage, they think that everybody died or everyone blew up. But actually, over half of the people on the ship survived, like 60% or 70% or something like that. And a lot of them survived just by jumping because the way it was crashing close enough to the ground that they could just jump out. And there's even stories of some people who just stepped off the wreckage as it was crashing and then ran and they survived. Wow. But they always make it look as though like everyone died. Um, and it was a little bit different. Okay. Now the last fun fact that I will, <laughs> I will go through is um, the, Oh, the humanity part. <laughs> so I think this is one of the reasons why Hindenburg became, um, I mean, it was very famous at the time. Um, it was up there with like, the way it was reported on, it was up there with like the Titanic, but the Titanic was way worse. But um, just in terms of like how it was reported in the news cycle. But one of the reasons why it got so much press is because there was this one guy who was uh, this one reporter and he was getting footage and just happened to be filming when it caught on fire. However, there was a there was like a mismatch with the way the audio was recording and the film was recording. So the audio was sped up. So the audio that you hear and that most people think is the super frantic guy is actually the audio is like going way fast. Like when you listen to audiobooks on quick in order to absorb the information really fast, uh, that is how it, it it is. So it sounds like he's like way more frantic when he's like, oh, and it's crashing and all of this and all the blah, 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 and all the humanity. Um, because of that little like mismatch, uh, it became so famous and then the newsreel footage was shown everywhere and then that kind of stuck in people's minds too um anyway so the hindenburg's a really interesting story yeah and just as with all history stories there's always so much more there's not always simple explanations there's not always simple answers and I encourage kids to be aware. What do we like to say? Question everything. You know? Question, question yeah. yeah. Question do, everything. Do your, do your own research. It's called go on treasure hunts. Go, go. You like, learn. Pretend you're a detective almost. Go yeah. Learn. 
you learn yeah. so much more. You understand the complexities of the world and the world is both simple and complex. But if you're not afraid of learning about details of things, you get such a better understanding of the way the world works. Ooh, that's the name of the show. Awesome. It's a good ending there. Great way to end it. Well, thank you, everybody. Don't forget to like and subscribe and share the podcast with your friends. And until next time, we will talk to you soon. All right. See you soon. You've been listening to The Way the World Works. Make sure your family is subscribed and check out TuttleTwins.com for more awesome content.